Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I had a very exciting weekend. I spent it in California at the Institute for Justice Retreat. And there they had lawyers from the Institute as well as their support staff. I met the president, Scott Bullock, great guy. And also a lot of the people they've represented over the years. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a video about just that weekend. And it'll be done in a day or two. And I'll show you a bunch of cool photographs. I, I got to give the keynote speech uh, while everyone was eating lunch on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. But uh, when I checked in on Friday morning, okay, so at Friday morning, they said, go in and check in and we'll give you your name badge and a little goodie bag. And you'll get to meet a whole bunch of people, a little reception kind of thing. Walked into the room and there was a palpable buzz. Something was going on beyond just the fact they were registering people for their retreat. And... I had bumped into a couple of attorneys the night before who were from the Institute, met them for the first time. And one of them came over and goes, did you hear the news? I go, no, what is that? And he goes, the Supreme Court just took up one of our cases. And so the Institute for Justice does a lot of great work. I've talked about them quite a bit. And of course, they're taking up a lot of cases that are otherwise unpopular in the sense that most attorneys won't take them. Uh, Or they're just going to be such a slog that they scare off litigants. And so they said, yes, uh, we have a case out of Texas that the Supreme Court just agreed to hear. It's huge. It's huge. The Supreme Court accepts a very small percentage of the cases presented to them. And so when they granted cert, as they say, on this case, it was huge. And so what a way to kick off the retreat with another case going to the Supreme Court. And this is a case I've not talked about yet. So I'm going to read to you from the press release that was put out As you can imagine, not so long ago, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear a case of Texas farmer flooded out by the state. What happened here, you might ask? Well, the high court's going to consider property owners' constitutional right to sue for compensation when property is damaged or taken due to action taken by the state. Because the state of Texas actually argues and says, you can't sue us because we never said you could. (laughs) Now, the Constitution actually has this one amendment to it, I don't know, could be in the first 10, uh, many of them are, about whether or not the state can take something from you, and if so, what they must do, such as compensate you for it. So uh, the United States Supreme Court Friday agreed to hear the case of a Texas farmer seeking compensation from the state after construction of a concrete barrier along a highway caused several devastating floods on his property. The case presents the simple yet vital question of constitutional law. When the Constitution says the government must pay just compensation, that is fair compensation, when it takes private property, does it actually mean that? (laughs) So Robert McNamara, who, by the way, is somebody I met at the conference, says if there is one basic principle in property law, it's the pottery barn rule. You break it, you buy it. The Fifth Circuit's decision in this case amounts to you pay if you feel like it, (laughs) but the Constitution's taking clause demands more. So the man's name is Richie DeVillier, and his family have lived on the farm in Texas since his grandfather purchased the land in the 1930s. And for most of that history, the land never flooded. Then in the early 2000s, the Texas Department of Transportation renovated nearby I-10, raising its height, adding two lanes, and installing a concrete barrier in the median. 
Now, whenever there's heavy rainfall, the man's land becomes a lake. So there used to be a, you know, a highway going by there that when it rained really, really hard, the water went wherever rain goes when it rains. But when they improved the highway, they raised it and put the divider down the middle. Now when it rains hard, it floods this guy's land. It had never happened before. It happens now. Okay, so this, this ain't rocket science. So the floods have destroyed his crops, killed some animals, and when he sought to be paid for the destruction, the state said no. So the family filed a lawsuit, and the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals held that he can't. That is, he can't sue them. Because Congress has never passed a law allowing citizens to sue states for taking property. The Fifth Amendment's guarantee of just compensation was unenforceable. And so that's always the question. And I've mentioned before this idea of sovereign immunity, whether you can sue the state or the government for what they've done wrong. And some states actually have statutes on the books that say, well, yeah, you can sue us, but only for certain things. And so here the argument is, well, we never said you could sue us for that. Therefore, you can't sue us for that. So Richie, uh, the man whose family owns us, says this isn't just about our family farm. It's about the state of Texas respecting the rights of its citizens. The Supreme Court's decision to take our case signifies a crucial step towards holding Texas accountable for its actions. He continued, my family's worked this land for generations. We've never experienced the devastating floods that have now become a terrifying norm. Texas's refusal to pay for the damage it caused has been a gross violation of our rights. It's not just about us. It's about all property owners and the fundamental principles of responsibility and fairness. We hope this case will set a precedent that governments cannot ignore the Constitution and must be held accountable for their actions. Now, the Institute for Justice President and Chief Counsel Scott Bullock, another guy I met and a great guy, said no American should have to worry that the government will destroy their property and leave them holding the bag. A victory in the case will guarantee that all Americans have the right to be made whole when the government takes their property and not just when the government feels like paying. So some people are going to say, wait a second, Steve. They didn't take his property. He still has it. And also, it sounds like the work they did wasn't on his property. It was nearby. So is this really on them? Well, two things. Yes. Number two, here's... <laughs> Here's the important part, is that it's possible that a jury could look at this and go, oh, that highway and that flooding's got nothing to do with each other. That is, your property's here, the highway's here. The fact that yours floods is just a weird coincidence. The question, however, is shouldn't he at least get to present the argument to a jury? And the Fifth Circuit said, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't get to take it. No, you've got no right to file the lawsuit in the first place. And so they're asking the Supreme Court just simply for the right to file the lawsuit. And so here's, here's the bigger issue, though, and this, this is where it becomes really interesting, is that let's suppose you have a piece of property in Texas. It's a ranch or a farm or whatever. And, and, you, and you use the property to make a living, okay? If the state had come by and put that highway right through the property, they'd have to pay you something for that. And, and most people say, of course they do. They, they took your property, at least the portion that the road is on, right? That's a taking, right? 
So when they run the road right next to your property and do something with that road so that now every time it rains hard, it floods and destroys and, and, and messes with your business, well, that's a taking also. It's not as direct of a taking as if they paved your property and let other people drive over it. But it's actually very, very harmful because of the fact that it floods and it kills his animals and destroys his crops, and he's a farmer. That's, that's quite serious, as you can imagine, and, and quite detrimental to his business. And so it's interesting because the Institute has handled quite a few cases involving the question of whether or not something that's in the Constitution actually applies to people who are being persecuted within the state that they are in. And there was a time, a long, long time ago, a long time ago, where the belief was that if the Bill of Rights said you had the right to do something, that the federal government couldn't take away the right, but the states could. But they did away with that doctrine a long time ago for the most part. Now, you might recall the case of Tyson Timms, another Institute for Justice case. And in the Tim's case, he'd had his car seized because of a minor drug violation. And the Institute argued and said, well, that's wrong. And they went on the theory that it was an excessive fine. And the Constitution says in the Bill of Rights that you have the right to not be excessively fined such that you were jaywalking. Oh, pay us a million dollars. Second offense, $10 million. Obviously, there's excessive fines. So they argued and said that the taking of this guy's vehicle, basically as punishment for doing a low-level drug crime, was an excessive fine. And that's the Supreme Court said, yes, that is. And it was a fascinating case because so many people have been arguing these, these cases about the government's taking as civil asset forfeiture cases, which many people know um, are loser cases on some levels because they keep getting struck down. That case made sense to argue as an excessive fines case. And, and the Supreme Court said, yes, that is an excessive fine. Give the man his car back. And he got it back many, many years later. But it was a huge, huge fight. And I remember putting up the video with a thumbnail that simply said, Tim's wins. And uh, a lot of people were quite happy about that case. So here you've got a situation where the state of Texas has taken something owned by somebody else, in essence, by creating a situation where every time it rains hard, their property gets damaged, okay? And they would simply like to sue the state for compensation, and a court has said, no, you can't do that. And we call that a non-starter, where literally you don't even get to try. And I've had a lot of people ask me, they say, Steve, you know, if I file a lawsuit, I get a jury to decide my case, right? And I say, well, you're entitled to a jury trial if it goes to trial, but courts are allowed to dismiss cases if they'd be futile to pursue. That is a, a, a case that's impossible to win. And one of those arguments is, well, this case legally cannot be done because what you're doing is legally impossible. And so they're saying in Texas that you can't sue us because there's no enabling statute saying you can. And the Institute for Justice is saying, I got your enabling statute right here. It's in the Constitution. It's in the Bill of Rights. And so they're simply asking the Supreme Court to confirm, or affirm, I guess would be the legal term, <laughs> if you want to get all legal on me, that the Bill of Rights is an enabling statute. And so perhaps, 
perhaps they should just look at that and go, gee, what does the Constitution and its amendments, what do they say? Oh, it says they'll compensate you if they take from you. Not they'll compensate you if they take from you. And they've made some enabling legislation to allow you to do so. Because if you need enabling legislation to enforce the Constitution, the Constitution kind of loses a little bit of its bite. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So it's a great case, uh, and it's from the Institute for Justice. As I always say, they do wonderful work. They're a nonprofit. They rely entirely on the generosity of supporters who believe in their cause and what they're fighting for in this case in particular, is a simple takings case involving property. And if this happened to you, how would you feel? And would you really feel like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on attorneys to chase it to the U.S. Supreme Court? And and could you even do that? So like I said, I'll do a video in a day or two about my experience at the retreat over the weekend and all the great people I met. I met a bunch of people I've done videos about, which was otherworldly. I'm, 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 I'm eating lunch, and someone comes by and says hello to me. And says, you did a video about me. Thank you very much. And it happened more than once. And uh, a couple of the stories are, are so outrageous and egregious. that I remember, I mean, I remember the videos, obviously. But I, I would speak to these people. And I got a chance to get some more details, just the personal level, ground level stuff from these, these people who are in these cases. And in fact, I did the video just, I think, last week about a follow-up on a portion of the private vaults case. And I mentioned the fact that uh, somebody had sued with the Institute for Justice handling the case to get their stuff back, and the uh, law enforcement had either misplaced or lost a bunch of gold coins. And then once the lawsuit was filed, they found some of them, but not all of them. But they did agree to give back what they could find, and I spoke to her. And I learned some things that somehow I'd missed in that story. So stay tuned. Very shortly, a, a, a update video on me attending the retreat for the Institute for Justice and who I met there and what we talked about and a lot of great stuff. But here, I'm going to put a link to the Institute for Justice below the video. And I encourage you, if you agree with the work they're doing in cases like this, please support them because that's how they get by. So the U.S. Supreme Court will hear the case of the Texas farmer flooded out by the state. Andrew Weimer wrote that. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Be thankful for everything that happens in your life. It's all an experience.